This Greg Collins Substitute Teachers Lounge. It is February 20th, 2024. It is episode 248. And I know you saw the word regrets in the title. And I know what you're already you're thinking. You're thinking, all right, Collins already feels bad about the last two episodes. I did one called my worst substitute teacher day ever. I did another one last week about how kids have changed you know, sort of for the worst since the COVID shutdown and they're still recovering from it. But no, I stand by those episodes. That's not what I'm regretting. But I will tell you this. There are some things that happened in the past week that made me think, what are the things that I've actually done in the classroom or related to substitute teaching in one way or another? that I came to regret later, or maybe that I even regretted immediately upon doing it. So we're going to talk about things today that we've done that we've regretted. Well, shoot, let's start with a funny regret because I hadn't run that opening music segment for a while because it has students' voices on it, and I recorded it when they were in the sixth grade, and they're no sophomores, so it was four years ago. So I said, you know, I need to take that off. And then this week, one of the students said, Hey, are you still using our voices on the opening for your podcast? Which told me two things. He hadn't listened to it in a while. Said he was going to listen to it again here soon, but it's back. I'm going to put it back on there because I love the sound of those students' voices. We were just sitting around. I had gotten permission from the school that day to record them for other reasons, interviews like four years ago and we had parents' permission and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of cool. Another thing, you know, when I talk about regrets, I remember a story from my own family that came to bother me. It was back when my daughter was about, I'd say, 12 years old. And she's 38 now. So it's been a while. But anyway, I remember coming in. She she had found out. And this is back when you there wasn't a whole lot of streaming going on, of course. And we had one TV and one channel it could be on at a time. Of course, we could record and watch things later. One of her favorite episodes of a show was coming on. She saw it in the guide. She went and got... It didn't really get ready for the show, but she went and got dressed and changed and cleaned up because she knew she was going to go somewhere right after the show and she wanted to be ready. And of course, me being the jerk, I come in. There is a ball game on that afternoon that I wanted to see, and I pulled ranker on her a little bit. And to this day, I regret that a little bit. I'm thinking, what was I thinking? I mean, I could have figured out something else to do in that situation. But last week, my wife ran into a person at the school from which I based the story on that I've talked about the last two weeks, last couple of weeks, more so the worst day episode. And it came up in conversation and they talked about it a little bit and 
My wife told me they talked about it a little bit. They understood. My wife had had a similar experience there the year prior with a group that are now high school students, so she wouldn't see them again anyway. But my wife's more of an elementary school teacher. I have come to find out I'm more of a high school teacher. I told you last week that one of the sixth graders at the school I didn't want to go back to for a while has asked me to come back and, you know, with that sweet little voice. And I'm thinking, man, do I regret making that decision? And I don't for the moment, but it made me think about this whole topic of regrets. What are some things that I regret having done? If I had to do them over, I may still do the same thing. If I tell you something that I don't like doing, something I may have even said that I'd never do, and then I did. You know, it's kind of the old phrase where I used to say that I hated it when my parents would say, because I said so, and I told myself I would never do that with my own kids. And I'm sure I did. I might not have said it in those exact words, but I did. You know, I did some things like that as well. But The first thing I'll talk about, I'm going to talk about one serious one with students, one serious one with the teachers, actually, that I've regretted doing. The first one with the students, I've got this pet peeve. I just absolutely hate the phrase, shut up. That is so, I even say it sinister. It is such a negative phrase. I will say, be quiet. I would say, guys, you need to go down to a level one. But, you know, a lot of times that doesn't work. And to be honest, I've never told a whole class to shut up. It's just one kid that never gets the message. So even after I've said I would never say shut up, I have, in fact, had to use that phrase from time to time. I'm going to say in six years I've used it. No more than 10 times, so not even twice a year. So I don't do it much, but sometimes I think students will take advantage of my niceness. They know Collins is in here. He's not going to yell at us. But then one student acts out of hand, and I finally just say the words very loudly, shut up. And... I think a word, an adjective, I guess it's an adverb, that I would use to describe the reaction is shocking. The students immediately are quiet, not quiet forever, but they're quiet because they know that is so far outside of my character that I basically accomplished what I was going for by using that method I've had a student in later years tell me, Mr. Collins, that was the only day you scared me because I had to tell somebody to shut up that day. And the day that in question from the episode two weeks ago, uh, you probably can guess it. I used the word shut up on one student and he didn't. Neither did the other students. We won't go there again. I'm not going to relive that again. But I will tell you this. Maybe you use that all the time, and I am not here to preach to you. If it's working for you, and that's the worst thing you say to these students, maybe it's okay. But 
I just cringe. It bothers me for days after I've had to use that phrase in the classroom. So first thing I regret is using the phrase shut up because I just think that is so mean and I'm not that person. Maybe the reason the the students like me to come back is that I'm not that person. By the way, I will say this. I'm starting to get a feel for, given these students that I've been describing to you the last two weeks, I'm still a substitute teacher that most students want to come back. I just don't feel like I'm where I used to be. Maybe that's me. Maybe I've done things I I should be regretting that I don't. But first thing, using shut up in the classroom, find something else. Find be quiet. I don't know what you do. Maybe a reward system of some type, buy a bag of Jolly Ranchers again. Now, that class, that day I was giving out little bags of Nerd Gummy Clusters snack size bags to one student, but I told them that the whole class had to behave for one student to be eligible for that candy at the end, and they didn't. Not It wasn't everybody, but I wanted them to know that you cost the students in the class, a chance for this candy. Didn't give it out to them. They know who the problem was. He's the problem in the class every time he's in their class. They come to expect it. And to be honest, I don't think he regrets it. He's not going to change. I can think that he was actually proud of the way he's acting. That's what I've seen in some of these students lately. Okay, let's enough on that one. Let's talk about things that I've done that I would continue to do, but still I regret it and it bothers me to this day. Happened on two occasions. I've told you this before, but it's been a while. I went through a phrase counting getting hired as a full-time teacher right after COVID where I taught a year. I actually went through Two and a half years where I, that's not right. It's actually one full year and then the next year in from August to February. So I got to get my math straight. So I was doing all that. Now I'll admit maybe in my subconscious, one of the reasons to leave the class I was getting ready to leave was because of one class of students. Even the good students in that class tried to straighten them out. They later asked me, what are the reasons you're leaving? And I said, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. You're part of the reason. I wanted to leave anyway. Maybe you kind of pushed me over that bump. I was trying to anticipate when to do it. And here's the deal. I had substitute taught in this particular class. It was, I think it was an eight-week commitment after four weeks. I wanted to, I was retired. My wife was retired. My brother and me were starting to do things together. He lives in South Carolina, and we would meet in, we wanted to meet in Nashville to go to a ball game, uh, or actually a tournament. So it was a Wednesday through Sunday SEC basketball tournament. And I finally just told him, Guys, I sent a very formal email, copied the vice principal, the teacher I was subbing for, and I said, listen, I hate to do this because I'm never one of those that wants to back out on a commitment. So 
I need to back away from this long-term job right now because there's some things I want to do with my brother. There's some traveling I want to do with my wife, and I can't do it when I'm tied down to the long-term. I wish I had planned this better, so I knew from the beginning to say no. I apologize. They were extremely understanding. To the point of they on my last day, they the principal even came up to my room. They said, All right, students, Mr. Collins, last day. I know you're gonna miss him. Here's what we're gonna do from this point forward. They actually moved some students around, so they had some plans for that. So I regret that to this day. I did it one other time. I was helping out a principal whose daughter was one of my favorite students and I forget. I don't even remember what came up, but I had to back on that out on that commitment. I've done that twice now, and I regret it. I hope they're listening because I regret that so much. If I had to do it over, I'm not going to lie to you. I would still do the same thing, but it's still something that bothers me because I don't like to back out on commitments, and I hope you're that way too. Now. Let's talk about sarcasm a little bit. I'm not sure. I am a very sarcastic person. I use sarcasm in the classroom. I will even tell new students, you might as well get ready because the better I get to know you, the more sarcastic I'm going to become. Sometimes I can see embarrassment in their face. I really have to be careful about that. We all do. We... Think about funny things to say that will make other kids laugh in the class, but we really, I'll say I, I really have to be careful about what I say. I don't want to embarrass students. I just want to joke around with students. And so I use sarcasm in the classroom a lot. The other day, this past week, I was in a classroom. I was being sarcastic. Another student was being sarcastic with me. They know I kind of like that stuff. I, I will allow them to, as long as they're respectful. And I'm going to tell you what he did. And you're, you're going to think that it was disrespectful. I thought it was hilarious. He was talking. I was talking. I was joking around. He picked up the remote control for the projector and held it towards me and clicked mute and started laughing. Now, I've already talked to some of the teachers that would not have stood for that, but you know, I kind of had a feeling I egged it on a little bit. So I did, I laughed with him and I said, all right, let me issue you a challenge. There's a student teacher in this classroom today. You're taking a 10 word vocabulary quiz. I have not seen the words that you have been studying. They are pretty good, challenging words. There was a test where they had the words down the left-hand side mixed up definitions down the right side and you had to match the two. I said, let's see who does best. Let me challenge you. And he did. So I I got all 10 of them right. But I will say this, I had the last couple, I had to use the process of elimination because I wasn't 100% sure. And probably even though I had heard of all the words, personally, I might only use six of them or so in words that I use ongoingly, well, by giving him that challenge that resulted with us being sarcastic with each other, he buckled down and got all 10 of them correct too. So did I 
have a part in that? I want to think I did. I think the fact that I joke around with students, sometimes I can get to motivate them, but be careful with your sarcasm. Don't embarrass students with it, but joke around with students with it. I'll say stuff that I make up sometimes. It's obvious I've made it up to most of the students, but not always to the others. That's always pretty funny, but we got to be careful. As you go through substitute teaching, there's going to be things that you do. You might be a perfect substitute teacher, and you're still going to do things that you regret later. Well, even though you can tell some of those bother me, I can't let it eat me up inside so much that I don't want to go back and see those students again. So be careful about what you say. Don't overreact. That's the, you know, it's just, it's, there are some emotional decisions that are good, or I should say that are okay, but those are the good decisions most of the time. I can't think of an exception. If you make an emotional decision when you're upset, you will always make the wrong decision. I'll stand by that, and doggone it, I don't regret that I've said that. So do your best in the classroom. Try to forget about the regrets. You're just going to have to move forward, and maybe we can all kind of get to be better substitute teachers, and we'll know what to say in those situations in the future. As we close, always remember that you can email your questions to gregcollinsubstitute at gmail.com. Please join our Facebook group, Substitute Teachers Lounge, where we'll share ideas and thoughts about each week's show. See you next week. Music provided by Ben Sound.